1: The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go. With a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement. Whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member N Y S E S I P C
2: SIPC.
3: Victoria and I are always blessed to have you join us for the podcast and know that we pray for you and just speak in blessings over you and your family. It is such a joy to know that you are out there putting the Word of God in you. I know you're going to love this message. God bless you. It's a joy to come into your homes and if you're ever in our area, please stop by and be a part of one of our services. I promise you, we'll make you feel right at home. But thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you again for coming out. I'd like to start with something funny and I heard about this husband. He was quietly reading the newspaper when his wife walked up behind him and hit him on the head with a frying pan. He said, what was that for? She said, that was for the piece of paper I found in your pocket with the name Mary Lou on it. He said, oh honey, that's just one of the horses that I bet on at the racetrack last week. She apologized, went about her business. Two days later, she hit him on the head with a bigger frying pan When he came to, he said, what in the world was that for? She said, your horse just called. (laughs) That's not inspiring at all, but say it like you mean it. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I have what it says I have. I can do what it says I can do. Today, I will be taught the word of God. I boldly confess my mind is alert. My heart is receptive. I will never be the same in Jesus name. God bless you. I wanna talk to you today about don't fight it. We all face situations that we don't like. Somebody's not treating us right. Business is not growing as fast as we had hoped. We're single and still haven't met anyone. It's easy to live uptight, all wrought up on the inside. We don't understand why it's taken so long, why this person hasn't changed, why our prayers haven't been answered. We end up frustrated, fighting against everything that we don't like. But here's the key. Just because it's uncomfortable doesn't mean it's not where we're supposed to be. God uses difficulties to do a work in us. We grow in the tough times. That's when our character is being developed. And God will not allow a difficulty unless he has a divine purpose for it. If we're going to reach our highest potential, we have to make up our mind, I'm not going to live frustrated because I'm uncomfortable. I'm not going to be upset because things are not happening on my timetable. I'm not going to fight against everything that I don't like. Our attitude should be, God, I trust you. You're in complete control. I may not like this situation, but you wouldn't have me here unless I needed it. So I'm going to keep a good attitude and be my best right where I am. That's how you position yourself for promotion. In the scripture, it says that God didn't lead the Israelites the shortest route to the promised land. He took them the long way on purpose because they were not prepared for war. God knew if he would have taken them in too quickly, they would have been easily defeated. Their enemies were much bigger, much more experienced. I'm sure they prayed many times, God, we're uncomfortable out here in the desert. We're hot, we're tired, let us go in sooner. But God didn't answer that prayer. Not because God was trying to make their life miserable, but God knew what was up in front of them. He had to toughen them up and get them prepared so they could step into the fullness of their destiny. In the same way, God has already laid out the plan for your life. He knows exactly what you need, when you need it, who you need. He knows the battles you're going to face, the dreams you're going to accomplish. He's got it all figured out. That's why we cannot pray away every uncomfortable situation. God, this person at work, they're getting on my nerves. You got to get him out of my life. No, God will use that person like sandpaper to rub the rough edges off of you. Even if you were to pray them away, God would send you two more people just like them. (laughs) I've learned this. God is more interested in changing us than he is in changing our circumstances. God loves you too much to let you stay where you are. It may be uncomfortable, but you have to remind yourself, this is not working against me. This is working for me. It's getting me in position for the amazing future God has in store. And the truth is, some of the things you may be praying about, if God were to remove them right now, you wouldn't be prepared for where God has taken you. You've got to let God do the work in you. In other words, be kind to the people that are not treating you right. Keep being your best, even though you're not getting the credit. Pass those tests. Paul prayed in Colossians 3 that the people would have the strength to endure whatever came their way. He didn't pray that God would deliver them instantly, remove the difficulty. He prayed that they would have the strength to go through it with a good attitude. Paul understood this principle that God uses the tough times to get us prepared for the next level. Think about David. He was chosen to be king anointed by God to be the next leader of Israel. Surely God would answer all of his prayers. Surely God would make his life comfortable. No, David had to go through this same process. For many years, King Saul made David's life miserable. David had done Saul nothing but good. He would play music when Saul wasn't feeling well, treated him with respect, but in return, Saul tried to kill David, chased him through the mountainside. I can hear David praying, God, you got to get this man out of my life. God, you know I haven't done anything wrong. Isn't it interesting? God didn't remove Saul, He didn't answer that prayer. Here, David was doing the right thing. It was an unfair situation, but God knew what He was doing. He was getting David prepared. The longer you do the right thing when the wrong thing's happening, The longer you keep a good attitude in an unfair situation, the higher God is going to take you. Don't be discouraged by it. Joel, I've been doing the right thing in this marriage for years. I'm not seeing any results. I've been volunteering in the nursery for a long time. Nobody ever says thank you. I go to work, do more than I have to. I'm not being promoted. You're right where David was. Keep being faithful keep doing the right thing, God is getting you prepared for something amazing. Your future is so big, God has to get your spiritual muscles, your character, your maturity to match the level that God is about to thrust you to. Now don't fight it, just keep being your best. God is closely watching you. He sees every time you make a sacrifice, every time you overlook a wrong, every time you take the high road, every time you help someone in need, that doesn't go unnoticed. God is keeping the records. He's saying payday is coming. The breakthrough is coming. The reward is coming. The new level is coming. Just like David, you're going to take your throne and become everything God's created you to be. But we naturally all like things easier. We love for God to remove the difficult people, Eliminate the hardships. Answer our prayers the first time we prayed. But that's not always what's best. Have a new perspective. Those difficulties are not happening to you. They're happening for you. The people that are hard to get along with. If you'll have the right attitude, take the high road, be kind, ignore their negative comments. They're not holding you down. They're polishing you. They're refining you. They're making you shine. Don't be upset. You couldn't go where God wants you to go without them. They're doing you a favor. Without that sandpaper, you would stay rough. The next time you see them, instead of thinking, oh man, I don't feel like dealing with them. No, just smile and say, thank you, Lord. I'm going to be polished a little bit more today. I'm going to shine a little bit brighter. Could it be that you are fighting what God wants to use? You're spending all your time trying to pray away the difficulty when you should be spending your time honoring God in the midst of the difficulty. Instead of fighting where you are, try a different approach. Embrace where you are. It may not be where you want to stay. I'm not saying to settle there and accept mediocrity. I'm saying to accept where you are, knowing that the creator of the universe has you in the palm of his hand. He's directing your steps. Nothing that's happened to you is a surprise to him. And at the right time, God will change it. In your due season, when you're ready, when it's best for you, God will remove the difficulty and take you to a new level. But in the meantime, one way we can show God we're trusting him is by enjoying our life while God is changing the circumstances. Maybe all your friends are married you're still single. That's all right. This is where God has me right now. I'm at peace. I'm happy. I know the right person is already on their way. That's how you pass the test. Not every other minute. God, I'm begging you, please send me a man. God, I've been waiting for this. No, God, I trust you. Maybe you're in an apartment believing for a nicer place to live. Not God. I am so sick and tired of this place God, Joel said things have shifted and I hadn't seen one shift in my life. (laughs) No. God, I trust you. This is where you have me right now. I'm content, but God, I know in my future, you're going to open the windows of heaven, pour out (laughs) blessings that I cannot contain. Lord, I want to thank you in advance that it's on the way. That's how you see promises come to pass. When we were trying to acquire this facility, the former compact center, it was a three and a half year battle. The Houston City Council voted for us to have the building, but then a large company filed a lawsuit to try to keep us from moving in. At times, it looked impossible. All the odds were against us. Even if we were to win the lawsuit, could have been tied up for 10 years in the court system. And I had already told the congregation that it was ours. We were going to renovate it and move in. Many times, I woke up in the middle of the night in a cold sweat with a voice saying, what if it doesn't work out? What if you don't win the lawsuit? You've already put the vision out, Joel. People have given funds. It's going to be a big mess. I was tempted to worry, be stressed, beg God. God, you got to please make this happen. No, I did what I'm asking you to do. God, it's all in your hands. I believe God, you promised us this building, but while I'm waiting, I'm not going to worry. I'm not going to live frustrated. I'm not going to play out all the what ifs. God, I trust you. I know you have the final say. Instead of fighting it, begging God, I embraced where I was. We're in a lawsuit. It's out of my control. I've done my best. Now I'm going to stay in faith and trust God to do the rest. Three and a half years later, God gave us this beautiful facility. And here we are today. But think about this. God could have answered our prayers the first week we prayed just as easily as He did three and a half years later. He's God. Would have been no big deal. He wouldn't have even had to get up off the throne. He could have just spoken it and it would have happened. Why didn't He do it? One reason I believe is God was doing a work in me. During those three and a half years, I learned to trust God like I'd never trusted Him before. Some things you can only learn in the struggle. You can't learn in the good times. When it's easy, everything's going your way. That doesn't take any faith. You can only learn like David when you're in the wilderness and you're not being treated right. Don't be frustrated because it's not happening your way on your timetable. God knows what he's doing. He's getting you prepared. Here's the key. Your destiny is bigger than you think. You're going to go further than you can imagine. God can see the new levels in front of you. He knows what's up there. Now keep passing those tests. Stay in faith, even when it's difficult. Keep doing the right thing, even when the wrong thing's happening. Don't fight it. Begging God every other minute, please God, you got to change it. That's just going to frustrate you. Learn to embrace where you are. And it's okay to be honest and say, God, I don't like where I am. I'm uncomfortable. It's taking longer than I thought. But God, I trust you. I know this is not happening to me. It's happening for me. It's all a part of your divine plan. When you learn to embrace where you are, it's a freeing way to live. Takes all the pressure off. Hebrews says, those who have believed enter in to rest. The way to know that you're really in faith is you're at rest. There's a peace. You may have a problem believing for a situation to turn around. It's taken a long time. You could easily be discouraged. No, the key is to stay in that place of rest where you know God is in complete control. You're not moved by what you see. You're not worried because it's taken a long time. You're not disappointed because you went through a setback. Every day you stay in peace, you are one day closer to seeing that situation turn around. You say, Joel, I just don't understand why God doesn't answer my prayers. I'm going to church. I'm faithful. I help others. Think about this. Maybe what you're praying about is too small. Maybe God has something much better and he loves you so much that he won't answer that prayer. But until you enter into this rest and quit being sour, thinking that God's letting you down, it'll keep the new thing from happening. Now a prayer that we should all pray on a regular basis is God, not my will, but let your will be done. And it's okay to say, God, this is what I'm believing for. God, this is what I want. This is what I'm dreaming about. But God, if you have something better, I trust you. You know what's best for me. If you're only going to be happy if God does it your way, then you're not really trusting. We can only see a little bit down the road. God can see the big picture. He can see around every curve. He knows where the dead ends are, where the shortcuts are. God knows how to get you to your destination. Why don't you take your hands off the wheel, so to speak, and let God take you where He wants you to go. 2001, an executive flew to Houston for an important job interview. It was at a top company, one of the largest in the nation, headquartered right here in Houston. In the natural, it was a golden opportunity. Looked like a huge boost for his career. He was ready to give up his position of nearly 30 years and move his family here to town. He flew in a day early, came to the service, and asked us to pray over the interview. We prayed that God would give him wisdom and favor and cause him to stand out. Called back the next day, so excited. Everything had gone great, looked very promising. Three weeks later, he was invited back for a second interview. Once again, he flew in a day early. We prayed, he went to the interview. Few hours later, they called him back in, said, we really like you, you're very talented, but we're sorry, you're not going to fit with our organization." You would have thought that his world had just ended. He was so set on having that position he felt like God had totally let him down. I told him what I'm telling you. You've got to trust God even when you don't get the answer that you were looking for. You've got to believe that God's in control. He's directing your steps, keeping you on the best plan for your life. He went back home to his city very, very disappointed. Six months later, The company he was trying to get a position with filed for bankruptcy. It was a big scandal all over the national news. The company ended up totally folding. Here's how good God is. He was two years away from his retirement. If he had gotten hired by that company, he would not only not have a job, but he would have lost nearly 30 years of his retirement benefits. Friends, God knows what he's doing. Quit fighting against what doesn't go your way. Quit being disappointed because your plans didn't work out. You may not understand it now, but one day you will thank God for those closed doors. God's ways are better than our ways. Don't try to figure it all out. Well, Joel, why didn't I get the promotion? I had the seniority. I worked the hardest. Listen, just as God supernaturally opens doors, God will supernaturally close doors. We all thank God for the open doors, and that's good. We should celebrate that. But I've learned to thank God just as much for my closed doors. What I used to see as a disappointment, now I see as the hand of God. I realized if God closed it, He has something better in store. Why don't you trust Him? Why don't you enter into that rest? God, you know, what's best for me. I don't have to have my way to be happy. I know your plans are better than my plans. A few years back, a young lady came to the altar for prayer. She was very distraught because her boyfriend had just broken up with her. She was certain he was the man of her dreams. She couldn't live without him. We prayed and asked God to restore that relationship for the next six months. Almost every week she would come back for prayer and we prayed again and again. I tried to tell her to stay open, trust God to do it his way. He knows what's best for you. She didn't want to hear any of that. She only wanted God to do it her way. But God is so merciful. He loves us so much. If it's not the right thing, God will keep the door closed even though we're trying to pry it open. We see it as a big disappointment. God, I can't believe you let me down. You didn't answer my prayer. The truth is, God was doing us a favor. He was saving us from heartache and pain. Now I didn't see her for a long time. About five years later, I ran into her in the lobby after the service. She was very happy. She had a handsome young man by her side, a newborn baby. Come to find out they were married a couple of years earlier. She was so excited. I congratulated them, prayed over the little baby. At one point, her husband stepped away. She whispered, Joel, you remember the young man I used to have you pray about all the time? I thought, yeah, the one you couldn't live without. (laughs) She told how he's been married and divorced twice already. He's constantly in and out of trouble, can't hold down a good job. I'll never forget what she said. I thank God every day that he didn't answer those prayers. But I wonder how many things are we upset over wondering why God didn't answer that prayer, why the situation didn't change, why the door closed. Yet if God were to pull back the curtain and let us see into the future what he can see, we'd realize God knows exactly what he's doing. God has our best interests at heart. That promotion you didn't get, you were so disappointed, it's because God has something better. That door that closed, we couldn't understand it. Seemed like a perfect fit for us. But seeing the big picture, we realized that road was a dead end. It was leading to nowhere. That traffic jam you got caught in, you were so stressed out, it was saving you from an accident. That person that walked out on you, it's very painful. But if they hadn't left, you wouldn't meet the right person God has in your future. I'm asking you to quit fighting against everything you don't like. It's not happening to you. It's happening for you. When you're at rest, you're passing the test. A friend of mine went up to the mall recently to return an item. She had her little newborn baby in the back seat. When she pulled in the parking lot, she noticed this lady was about to pull out and she waited there and waited and waited and waited. The lady was taken forever. The longer she waited, the more frustrated she became. She thought, come on lady, I know you can see me. What could be taking you so long? After several minutes, she got aggravated and just drove off, went and parked at the very end of the row. She got out, got her little baby and headed to the store. When she got to the front of the store, she realized she had forgotten the item that she wanted to take back. She's already frustrated. She thought, this is just not my day. Nothing is going my way. She walked all the way back to her car long way with her baby, got the items she needed, turned back and started walking toward the store. When she got about halfway there, this car came around in a big rush, rolled down the window and said, hey, don't go in the store. There's a deranged man in there with a gun taking people hostage. In less than a minute, There were a dozen police cars, SWAT team, helicopter surrounding that place, trying to get the people out safely. Without that delay, she could have been in there with her newborn baby trapped with that deranged man. What am I saying? Don't fight your delays. Don't fight the inconveniences. Don't fight when you get caught by that train. You may not understand it, but God knows what he's doing he can see the big picture, dare to trust him. Proverbs 20 says, since the Lord is directing our steps, why do we try to figure out everything that happens along the way? You may never know why you had a delay, a disappointment, a setback. But when you really believe that the creator of the universe has you in the palm of his hand, then you can stay in peace even when you don't understand it. That's what faith is all about. I know a gentleman that does missionary work in Africa. He was supposed to catch an early morning flight the next day to come back home. The person taking him had car trouble and he ended up missing that flight. He's very upset because it was going to take him another week to get home from that small city. Went back to the hotel a little later that afternoon, flipped on the news. The plane he was supposed to be on had crashed into the mountainside. Some of the very things that we fight against, the things that frustrate us, God has ordained them to keep us from accident and harm. They're called divine delays. Your plans are interrupted on purpose. Since the Lord is directing our steps, don't fight it. It's not always going to make sense. I turned 50 years old in March of this year and I was reflecting back over my... Thank you, thank you still good looking though. All right, come on. I was reflecting back over my life and just thinking about what would I've done differently? What could I've done better? I have no big regrets. I've lived a happy, blessed life, but one adjustment I would have made is I would have trusted God more. I wouldn't have worried about things that I couldn't change. I wouldn't have been stressed out when my plans didn't work out. I wouldn't have stayed awake at night wondering How are we going to raise the funds? And what am I going to speak on next week? I would have entered into this place of rest. Some of you are always fighting, worried, uptight, don't like where you are, don't like the job, don't like the people. Why don't you try a different approach? This will save you a lot of frustration. Embrace where you are. Even when it's uncomfortable, even when you don't like it, stay in peace keep a good attitude. When you do that, God is using it to your advantage. You're growing. You're developing character. It's positioning you for the amazing future God has in store. And If you will enter into this rest and not fight against everything, you'll not only enjoy your life more, but I believe and declare just like David, you're going to step into the fullness of your destiny. God is going to take you further than you've imagined opening doors that no man can shut. You're going to overcome every obstacle, accomplish every dream, and become everything that God's created you to be. If you receive it, can you say amen today? We never like to close our broadcast without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus the Lord of your life. Would you pray with me? Just say Lord Jesus, I repent of my sins. Come into my heart I make you my Lord and Savior. Friends, if you prayed that simple prayer, we believe you got born again. Get in a good Bible-based church. Keep God first place. He's gonna take you places that you've never dreamed of.
4: Breathtaking. That's what you feel when you look out at majestic mountain peaks. Yes, God's creation truly is a masterpiece. But even as you consider His handiwork, you might also feel less than, not good enough or not valuable. The image before you is incredible, but the confidence inside is lacking. How do you overcome this?
3: The opinion you have of yourself is your most important opinion. Too often, we see ourselves as ordinary, not talented, unattractive. That wrong self-image is setting the limits for our life. The key is to get in agreement with who God says you are. He calls you a masterpiece, strong, talented, valuable. If you'll have the right image of yourself, you'll rise higher and become who you were created to be. We have a new resource that will help you do just that. It's called You Are a Masterpiece. It's filled with inspiration and encouragement that will remind you who you really are. Gifted, chosen, approved. It will help you get rid of the wrong self-image and start seeing yourself as the masterpiece God created you to be. As
4: our thank you for your gift of any amount to the ministry this month, we want to send you Joel's inspiring new book, You Are a Masterpiece. God made you unique with a divine purpose and a bright future. As these truths sink down in your spirit, the majesty of God's glory will arise within you. Yes, God has breathed His life into you. He approved you, equipped you, empowered you. Stop believing the lies about you and start hearing what God says about you.
3: Thanks so much for being a part of the ministry. Victoria and I pray for you and your family every day, believing it's going to be a favor-filled 2024. We appreciate your prayer and support. Your generosity is impacting people around the world. Remember, you can watch the services live online Sunday mornings, see all the music and ministry. Download our daily podcast, Until we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you.
4: Be sure to request your copy of The You Were a Masterpiece today. Visit joelostein.com.
0: BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing
1: in America. The path to retirement is different for everyone. And as life changes, so do priorities. Fidelity can help you get where you want to go with a free personalized plan, goal tracking, and timely insights, you'll be set to take on retirement, whether you're saving for it or already living in it. Get started at fidelity.com slash take on. Expenses charged by your investments and other costs and fees associated with trading or transacting in your account apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services member NYSE SIPC.
2: At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car. It's the two-door coupe that was there for your first drive. The hatchback that took you cross-country and back. And the minivan that tackles the weekly carpool. For the cars you couldn't live without, trust Amica Auto Insurance. Amica. Empathy is our best policy.